You're listening to Connect on blogtalkradio.com. Catch us on the web at umconnect.info. It's the annual conference special edition number two with Michael Rich and Drew McIntyre, and we're here live in the AV room. That's what we've decided to call this. Uh, the AV club is meeting over here in the communications office in Herald 103, and we'll have board games and video games here in the afternoon. So welcome to the show, Drew. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Yeah. So um, we have now finished uh, what I would call a marathon couple of days of annual conference. We've been at the lake, um, well, actually since Thursday, but the actual business of the conference started Friday morning, and we've now gone through all the business. It's just worship from now on out. So let's get your reflections. What, what's it been like for you? It's been great. You know, it's been, um, it's been neat to have Bishop Leland with us for uh, his first annual conference with us. Of course, he's won our annual conferences in the past, but, uh, but it was just, you know, like, like having a new pastor or guest pastor. It's that feeling of, of similarity, but also dissimilarity. It's just neat to see, to see Bishop Leland kind of having his flavor mm. uh, of leadership and the way that he presides. And I thought things, uh, things went well. I thought we uh, were recording this uh, just at about a little bit before six o'clock here. And uh, we, we dodged a, a pretty good bullet there at the end of the session today. For sure. I uh, could have had a little contentious time and an extended time going to dinner, but Bishop Leland did a good job of kind of getting us, not rushing it, but getting us speeches for and against and getting us to a vote and letting that, letting that, not take take all day. I agree. That was that was a good move, and uh, and it was good to note uh, that he finally uh, let us know it was Jarvis Wilson and Robert McMichael yeah. out of Atlanta, and it was him that uh, suggested they come. Wow. And it was him that said, "Let's bring them back next year." Yeah, no kidding. Um, what a blessing. They were a blessing for us, and so uh, I am so happy um, that that was a part of our annual conference. I, I think that. Their music ministry was just uh, an important part of everything we did during uh, this week. It absolutely was, and I, I really I think what what stayed with me was in the combination of their uh, their their music, the way that they, they led, and also just how prayer. It just seemed like everything was infused with prayer. No doubt, um, very intentionally so, and, and just um, especially in the midst of what can often feel like. I mean, we call it business, but it's all the work of the church. Right. It's not a bad thing to have extra prayer in there. No doubt. And, and it was a variety of folks, uh, local pastors. There were uh, lay folk uh, from all over the conference. And I can't remember you know, that happening quite like that, at least in the last few years. And so that was a, a, an appreciative thing. Yeah, not always the, the first folks that get to, to be at the microphone annual conference. So that's a very good thing. And um, you know, as, I, as I watched annual conference, Lady took uh, a big role. Um, throughout those two days, yeah. uh, you know, having Jane Wood, our conference lay leader, at the table with uh, the bishop and uh, uh, with Kim and the other secretaries, that was a powerful statement. It is. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's a really good point. That says a lot. But and Jane got up and spoke today about uh, being there on the extended cabinet. And I sit on the extended cabinet with her, and she's right. Um, lady, have a a new kind of role in the life of this church with Bishop Leland. And I think that that makes a big difference in, in how we go forward as a church. 
building trust you know, the last thing that we need is, is uh, kind of a divide between clergy and, and laity leadership. And I think it's important for, for the bishop and the cabinet to hear those perspectives as well. No doubt. And, and so you can bet that that is one of the things he's clear on, is it is a partnership that we're here. And um, he drums it every time extended cabinet meets. And, you know, it, it will be a part of everything in our mission values, et cetera. Um, as we move forward as a conference. So. And, and what a, a great way of, uh, really that, that matches our theme this week of, uh, of baptism and going and baptizing the world because I think it was one of our, maybe um, uh, one of our bishops a couple of years ago who said at the ordination service that our ministry is always based first on our baptism. Mm. It's not about our ordination, it's about our baptism. That's, That's right. We all share together. No doubt. And so that was the opening worship. Yeah. Uh, that, that was something we've always at least in my memory, have almost always had communion at opening worship. But this time, baptismal reaffirmation. Yeah. That was special. It was. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, we're going to, I know that for this quadrennium, we're going to be focusing on Matthew 28, that end of the chapter, uh, going forth and baptizing uh, nations. We're going to focus on each part of that, but baptism this year. Um, so uh, I just know that... Um, you know, that that was just a fresh start for us and a fresh start for this bishop. And I I can just see this is an important um, aspect of who we are. That was a uh, a big service for me. Um, and I had to watch most of it over in you know, 103 on the TV. But gosh, what a, a wonderful day. You know, bishop Fairley did a wonderful job. We were talking about him on Thursday. And he did a wonderful job um, at preaching and, and bringing that all home. And... Uh, and then the actual act of people uh, receiving water on their forehead, yeah. uh, a very different way. And then we went into uh, business sessions. Uh, anything capture your imagination over the couple of days in business? Um, you know, it was, it was a little bit, um, I guess, slower year in some ways for that. Uh, you know, we had some interesting um, amendments. Uh, we, um, I thought it was great to hear the report on. Uh, from from Russ Pierce as, mm. uh, as to just how impactful our ministry here West Virginia is, how much we give to uh, causes like uh, Comcore and things of that nature. Right, that's powerful. I just really need to get to meet our new uh, church development uh, person from from your your home conference from Florida. Yeah, uh, well, Alabama West Florida, uh, Dan Pazette, and uh, he is uh, you know well loved in in Alabama West Florida. Did a lot of good things. I think that uh, we're going to see some great work out of him. Uh, I understand he's uh, already moved in, or at least getting here, and he, he's going to hit the ground running in July. Good so um, that's really good news. Um, and so uh, I'm going to uh, be in a picture with him tonight at 630. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Um, but it was good to see him up on stage. Um, probably um, out of all the business and you know, I've, I've got it all tracked, but, you know, one of the things that I've seen um, is that we are doing a lot in this annual conference. One of the things that I believe Bishop Leland's going to bring to all of this is focus. He's going to help us, you know, we're doing lots and lots of things as an annual conference, but what are the one or two things that we can do that will make the most impact? Yeah. How can we make disciples the most effectively? Uh, doing one or two things really well together as a conference. And 
uh, I think that that will be something we're going to see in his four years with us. And uh, but it's obvious within uh, what we're doing. We're you know at the top of uh, United Methodism's game in a lot of ways. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a very strong conference. People look to us as a strong conference doing good things. Um, and so what I saw out of all of this is, wouldn't it be great to really get down and focus uh, rather than 20 videos, you know, a couple of really solid videos that say, this is who we are. This is what we do. But that's a communications guy. <laughs> no, that's, well, that's also, that's also messaging, which, which reflects kind of culture and core values. And yeah, just like any local church, we cannot do everything. But what are we uniquely equipped and able to do very, very well? And I can do more of that. Mm-hmm. So what maybe we're not great at. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be an interesting thing. But, uh, yeah, there were some great reports. Um, there were some great videos. And you'll be able to see them all at ac2017.org. Kim Ingram said that right at the end. Yes. Um, and so I wanted you to know that uh, everything from annual conference, everything that I have available to me, will be there for review. Um, we've got some videos in the making, um, and so I hope that you know we'll have at least one of them ready before next week so you could use it in your local church, um, and then we'll have others that will be a part of the history of this annual conference to say, you know, one will be about um, elders retiring, there'll be one about the new elders uh, that are gathering tonight to be ordained, and uh, we've just got you know, a number of things going, but uh, hopefully the wrap-up video will be something short, sweet, to the point that will say, this is what we did at any time. But um, know that um, um, yeah, it has been a good annual conference, and uh, I, I looked at it, you know, as, this is probably the shortest two days, you know, we've ever had of doing all this business, but all got done, and... Uh, and with maybe a little time to spare. Yeah, this, uh, those last couple of days were like a, uh, like a suitcase on vacation. You packed a whole lot in to, uh, to what you thought was a, was a small enough. So still some great stuff to come. We've got ordination tonight. Exactly. Which is always a beautiful service. And what, what do you, you hearken back? We've talked about ordination a couple we of have. times. We have. But what, what does it bring back for you when it's time for ordination here at Night Um, Yeah, I, I don't know that there's another place like it. Anywhere in the country, there's no place where more people have been ordained than, you know, Stewart Auditorium. Um, but for me, uh, so the first time around uh, was 1985, and that was a special year. You know, come here, I had a head full of hair and a big burly beard and uh, was still in seminary because you could get ordained a deacon while you were still in seminary. Uh, but it was the kind of thing that... Yeah, I remember that so well, and I remember um, packed house. I remember uh, everything about that night, and uh, deacons and elders got ordained on the same night, and there were probably 50 of us that night, Uh, but uh, Bishop Jones uh, laid his hands on my head that first time around, laid them the second time around when I was ordained an elder, and um, I just... You know, remember the singing. I remember uh, the powerful nature of that worship service. And uh, you, you never get it out of you. And I think 
um, one of the hymns we did uh, the second time around um, was Here I Am, Lord, which was the same song we sung at my uh, Divinity School graduation or um, you know, the uh, service that we do in the chapel uh, at Duke, um, baccalaureate, before the Sunday graduation. And so Here I Am, Lord, is that song that sticks with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. I can't sing that song without realizing, yeah, that was that was when I signed my life over yeah. as a United Methodist pastor. How about you? Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. I know it wasn't that long ago, and that's actually exactly how I I described it. Um, I think I was in a, a little video that your office produced uh, the night that I was ordained, and a few hours before, really. And that's how I put it. As I said, this is sort of like a sort of like a, a marriage. Covenant hmm. for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, sickness and in health, um, good days and bad days, peaks and valleys. I'm, right. I'm tied to this church, and uh, this church is mine, and I, I serve no other. And um, it's just a powerful time to be up here and see people you know and you walked with, and you knew them when they were just out of school and hmm. uh, hearing the call. And it's a powerful thing to see that culminate. I might have people listening to this podcast either tonight or in weeks to come, months to come, that are hearing the call to ministry. Exactly. I want to encourage them to, you know, to, to listen to that, talk to their pastor, their, their district superintendent, uh, call up the bishop, talk to one of us. I mean, um, because it's, it's a very powerful thing. And it's easy to focus on things that are not right with the church. It's easy to focus on pathology. But the truth is, it's a really beautiful church. Uh, just some of the things we heard today. Exactly. Uh, it's a beautiful thing to be in covenant with you and with other mm-hmm. elders and deacons and we get to ministry together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, that happens to be one of the things that always happens at annual conferences. Uh, we retire elders. We say goodbye to those who have gone on, have been in covenant with us. And uh, it is an amazing thing. I'm now at the time in my life where the people who are passing on to, to the kingdom, uh, those are folks that were my mentors. Mm. And that's a powerful thing to know that there were several of those people who were pastoring in the communities where I first served and, you know, to know, boy, they, uh, they lived a good life. They served the church well, and, and now um, they're being served by Christ. Yeah. And this is always a powerful thing. And then, you know, among the group of retirees, uh, some of them actually were in seminary with me. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing to think yeah. about. Um, <laughs> Yeah, to know that, you know, some of my colleagues over the last couple of years um, have retired and we were in seminary together. And to know, well, uh, that covenant hasn't been broken. We're still there. Yeah. Uh, we're still in the, uh, the battle together. But uh, it's the kind of thing. Now we bring on a new group. And I'm always excited, um, you know, to see, you know, what that new group looks like. I don't know many of them. Um, I haven't had the... Uh, the experience of serving right next to them. But I suspect over the years, I'm going to get to know more and more of them. And uh, I look forward to that. And, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing that uh, uh, we're not without opportunity to serve. I preached a sermon a couple of weeks ago in my church, uh, and it happened to be um, that Jesus still tells us to go. That was... uh, something that we've been told to do forever. Yeah. Go and make disciples. And, you know, it was basically the same scripture that was in the lectionary a couple of weeks ago, 
was a scripture for this weekend. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, that's the facts of the game. And it, it's no different than when I heard that call 30 years ago. That's even longer than that. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, I think it was almost 40 years ago. Um, but the call is still there. And the fact is um, the harvest is still ready for harvest. Yeah. It, it, we're ready, ready to go right now, just as it was in 1978, just as it was in uh, that first century. Absolutely. And you know, I'm convinced that we're getting closer to the first century the further we go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we we got to um, recover those those practices and, and habits. And what a, what a great way to you know talk about first things. This whole week, this whole time of conference has been about baptism. It has been. You know, talk about going back to basics. Getting back to where we all began, and uh, laity, clergy alike, we were ordained for ministry at the water. So, tonight we're going to ordain. All week, or all the last couple of days, we've been talking about the ordination we share together in the baptism. Um, Tomorrow we're going to come around the table. Sort of a full circle thing. Yeah, the beginning, the uh, kind of the the beginning in baptism and being baptized, as the New Testament says, into Christ's death and resurrection. We'll conclude our time here by um, sharing around the table and remembering that uh, that great kingdom feast that is to come. And um, what a great, what a wonderful place to do that here, surrounded by a great crowd of witnesses that have been uh, ordained and lives celebrated and called to ministry here at Lake Chumalesco for for decades. There you go. Well, I'm telling you, I look forward to tonight. I look forward to tomorrow. I look forward to the next time you and I sit down, do radio together. Me too. All right. Well, we're going to call it a night and know that next time we get together, we're going to be talking about United Methodists and how we share our stories together. Hi, I'm Jane Boatwright-Wood, Conference Lay Leader, and with 30 exceptional folks representing 1,100 local churches and almost 300,000 lay members, I serve on the Board of Laity, where we encourage and equip laity in their understanding and appreciation of their role in the church. The laity are Christ's church in the community and the world. The laity are the primary way new folks get to know Christ in the United Methodist Church, and that's how we fulfill the mission, to make disciples of Jesus Christ and transform the world. We couldn't go without a commercial. So thanks again, Drew, for being with us. And thanks again for listening and sharing this podcast around on social media um, because I think there was some valuable stuff said tonight. Despite the fact that there's two preachers talking, there was some valuable stuff said. Thanks for having me, Mike. Thanks for listening to the folks out there. And uh, we'll see you at the, at the lake next year. All right. Thanks to our sponsors the Western North Carolina Conference, and the United Methodist Foundation of Western North Carolina. Find out more about them at our show's website, umconnect.info. You've been listening to Connect.